Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. What will happen next? What do we expect as we walk down the street? What do we contemplate? Do we imagine turning the corner and a tree bursting into flames and talking to us? It happened. It happened to Moses. A bush in the desert spoke to him. Could it happen to you? Could a azalea burst into flames and begin telling you what to do next on behalf of your Lord? I'm not sure it happens every day, but I'm sure it happens once in a while. And I'm sure that the people that it happens to either faint, run away, or if they have the courage, stand still and listen. How often does Allah approach us? How often does He send us messages? And how often do we run away? How often do we collapse? And how often do we have the courage to stand still and listen, not being afraid of what it is that we might be asked to do, not being afraid of the direction that the instructions will take us, not being afraid to do the Lord's will. We have, in many ways, encounters with the Lord on a consistent basis. They're all the testaments that tell us what to do. The Bible, the New Testament, the Quran. They're books of instructions. Instructions as to how to act. Instructions as to how to be. Instructions as to what to do. How many of us have the clarity to understand the instructions? And how many of us have the wisdom and tenacity to follow through on the instructions. Allah is everywhere. Allah sees everything. We, on the other hand, are forgetful. And we forget that Allah is everywhere. And Allah sees everything. And we act as if he is not with us. Are we waiting for our own burning bush before we get involved?
or is the fact that the burning bush occurred once sufficient for us? Is the fact that holy words came through the mouths of men sufficient for us to listen? What do we need and what does it take to get us on the path of righteousness? Now, the difficulty is that there is no self in righteousness. And as long as our path is self-righteousness, the path is illusory. And the path is a mistake that we consciously make, yet consciously assert that we are not making that mistake simultaneously. The ability to release ourselves of the egocentric self is at the core of our turning towards Allah. Our will must be replaced by His will. And one would think that that would not be such a difficult transition. But our will is stubborn in many varied and different ways. Our will refuses to let go of us. Our illusionary understandings of existence refuse to leave us. And these understandings of existence have been turned into forms by us. And they surround us and keep us encased in structures that we believe we can't break through. They're like bars in a jail cell. The key is in our right hand, but we don't want to turn it because we either believe that there is no cell there or we believe that it will have no effect. Does a burning bush need to explode for you into fire before you can be motivated, before you can move? And does Allah need to repeat himself? Or can he come at you in a new way? Can he empower you in a way that hasn't been thought of before? Are you ready for a new way of looking at things? For a way you've never contemplated before? Or has your culture institutionalized you into paralysis 
that is the belief in that <coughs> culture. Traveling around the world, is an interesting and very important aspect of our education. We see often portrayed in uh, the cinema and in the media in America the picture of what they call the ugly American. The American goes into another culture and makes fun of it because ours is the supreme culture and the only one that's viable. Well, whether you're American or Chilean or Indonesian or Malaysian or Indian or Ugandan, when you fall into other cultures, they seem bizarre. They seem incredibly different. They seem not to make sense. Why in this country do we have barrios? In the Hispanic culture, that's the neighborhood. And that neighborhood imitates the neighborhood that these people came from. Well, there aren't just Spanish barrios. There are Jewish barrios, and there are Polish barrios, and there are Italian barrios. People came here from other countries and reiterated their culture. There are Norwegian barrios, and Scandinavian barrios, and Irish barrios, and of course... English barrios, which was the overwhelming and prevailing culture that's set up in this country. <clears throat> but the lesson for us is that if we go from culture to culture to culture to culture to culture, we can see that there are lots of ways to do the same things. People make sounds that you can't understand but they communicate. Just because you can't understand the sounds doesn't mean they don't have meaning. You just can't understand them. People dress in entirely different ways. Just because the way they dress seems different or inappropriate to you doesn't mean that it's inappropriate in their culture. It might be the height of fashion, yet you believe it has no meaning. In this world of illusion, change is constant. Everything changes. Languages change. Cultures change. Fashion changes. Attitudes change. In the world of reality, there is truth. And truth is constant.
How do we attach ourselves to that truth which is constant? It begins with disassociating from form. And this is a big leap. Everything we see has form. Everything we touch has form. We have form. What happens? We begin to believe in form. Cultures have form. Religions have form. Everything we see has form. Imagine formlessness. Imagine an ongoing formlessness that we eventually will join. Can we handle the concept? Can we understand that in the same way that gravity forces us into place, love allows us to escape from that place? Can we imagine that love has force in the way that gravity has force, that compassion has force in the same way that speed has force. Can we think beyond the illusory conceptions that we have grown to rely on to encapsulate our existence? Can we break free from all of the habituated identities that we've given to things that we hold in place by the sheer will of our thought patterns? And these thought patterns are so solid, they're harder than rocks, and can't be shattered. Instead of working on the chain gang while in jail, breaking rocks, we should be working on shattering the rocks of the formulated thought patterns while we are in this illusory jail. And the break out from this jail is the breaking of those patterns, the breaking of those thoughts. Imagine compassion without form, yet with tremendous power. And imagine that that compassion has life as great or greater than what we call life. Imagine the existence of love as its own life, and a life as great as our own or greater, and that we can integrate with that and then have the force of that. Love can be greater than gravity. 
if we immerse ourselves in love, we can be greater than gravity. We can fly. Why do we believe that we are beings that can't fly? Because we don't have wings? Because we don't look like birds? There is a non-elemental being within us. However, our mind cannot conceptualize a non-elemental being. Leave your mind. Leave its constructs. Leave its concepts. Go beyond into a belief system that includes flying carpets, into a belief system that includes burning bushes, into a belief system that includes resonances that come from angels, into a belief system that believes in that which we cannot see, but that which the Holy Ones have told us about and said is. We need to make this break with illusion. We are sometimes so overwhelmed by the physical nature of everything that surrounds us and the magnetic magnetic pull of it and the sparkle of it and the need and desire for it that we want it to be real because we want it so much. The strength of our desire for the illusory is what keeps the illusory in existence for us. And this allows us to break the tethers that bind us to it. If we lose the desire for it, if we lose the connection to it, if we lose the need for it, then we will lose our attachment to it. And when we lose our attachment to it, more becomes available to us. As long as our attachment to it stays strong, the nuances of what exists beyond that can't be understood, can't be seen, because we're being pulled by desire. Imagine if you're shackled and you're tied to the back of a horse by a rope. You've all seen this in the movies. And somebody, and the horse is dragging you by a rope through the street. Well, how much can you think about while that's going on? You're kind of in a difficult situation. Well, illusion has us tied up and is dragging us through the streets of its belief system and we are accepting it. And as long as we are accepting it, we will stay in that state. So, somehow, 
we have to stop. And stopping in this instance is not such an easy thing to do. I'm sure you've all seen uh, railroads and on these railroads you've seen cars and every once in a while you'll see an engine or two pulling 150, 200 cars. It just goes on and on and on. Now imagine what it takes to stop this train. Imagine the amount of effort and the amount of time and the amount of energy it takes to stop this train. It can't just stop because all the cars will run into each other. It can't just do this in a haphazard way. It has to have some sort of thought-out, predetermined plan that has been used and proven to be successful in stopping this train. And even though it's successful, there's still an enormous amount of screeching, an enormous amount of sparks coming off the wheels in order to bring this thing to a stop. Now, we need to bring our whole life to a stop. This thing that has gone on since we were infants that has been rushing headlong into illusion and trying to gather as much of it as it possibly can. And it needs to be stopped. Well, how do you stop it? You stop it by removing yourself slowly from it and contemplating something other than the illusory nature of existence. You stop it by getting your dog of desire tied to a long chain with a pole on the ground and slowly making that dog go in circles so he's pulled closer and closer and closer into the pole so that after a while he's got nowhere to go. You do it by actively and consciously believing that illusion, even though it seems real, isn't real. And that there's something else that is real. You do it by contemplating that which is real. You do it through what is called prayer and meditation. You do it by removing yourselves from the world into a quiet place that can't, where you can't be attacked by the forces that are illusion. You do it by reciting La ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah You do it by reciting Subhanallah alhamdulillah Subhanallah alhamdulillah Subhanallah alhamdulillah You do it by asking Allah Free me from the chains of illusion. Allow me to contemplate your nature. Allow me to merge with your qualities. Bring me to the state of understanding you. Bring me to the state of contemplating your will. 
bring me to the state of accepting your will. Allow me to gladly disappear. Stop being a cornered raccoon every time you think of this. Stop baring your teeth at those who want to save you. Go along with Allah's plan and allow yourself to be overwhelmed by compassion and be overwhelmed by love and be overwhelmed by mercy. Do not fear that which we do not see. Allah has promised us to be merciful and he is and he will be and we need our faith to believe that to the utmost because if we don't believe we will push ourselves away when that moment comes that he comes towards us and we can't push ourselves away when the door when there's a knock on the door answer it and if the door opens just walk through don't be afraid if there's anything we shouldn't fear it's our Lord we must be ready for him every second we are within him every moment acknowledge it I am within my Lord and my Lord is within me there is no separation between us there is no distraction between us there is nothing that can penetrate the closeness between myself and my Lord we are a unity and for that unity to exist I must disappear and I have no fear of this disappearance for the glory that is available is beyond my conception may we all understand this path and where it goes May we all drop our fears and let the power that is love take us in the right direction towards the truth and towards unity with our Creator. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.